Overshare. This is the show where my dear friends and I come to Overshare, and Jeffrey is super lame. He just plays video games. Say hello, Jeffrey. What's up, everybody? Yeah, that's him. He's lame, but he'll be over there playing his games. He'll have a comment here and there, you know. Who's not lame? My guest that I have today on the show, the most amazing, most fabulous, Miss Desiree. Why, hello. Why, hello. Customer service voice. Yes. Yes, Desiree has spent years honing her customer service voice. She's hoping to put it to good use on the podcast today. That's right. She's feeling uh, she's feeling ready to overshare. Are you ready to overshare? I kind of do that on a regular basis. That's true. It's one of our it's one of our things that we have in common. One of the many things that yes. we have in common. I it? overshare and I tell really long stories. Also, yes. <laughs> See, many things in common. I told you guys. One of the other things we have in common is we grew up in a very small, tiny, little, boring town together tiny little town called fountain hills arizona that's not a plug don't come here we have been doomed to this hell forever and we continue to raise our children in this hell like we actually choose to do this we don't know what's wrong with us has anybody like ever been like trying to fix their voice so that it's like as cool and soothing as yours because i'm super like struggling right now is like is my voice as cool as Tiana's for radio my level of NPR (laughs) hello this is NPR just kidding please don't sue me NPR but you can definitely hire me though you read like children's audiobooks or something (laughs) gladly yes I used to work at Wells Fargo and like I would answer the phone and my customer customer service service voice Mm. well I manage a call center for a living so my customer service voice is on point can we hear the customer service voice Thank you for calling. This is Desiree. How may I help you? See, that's on point. She's right. But like when I worked at Wells Fargo and like because suburbia and it's a small town. Because suburbia. Seriously, because suburbia. I'm staying on topic, right? The customers, you know them really well. You know, you know the guys that come in every Friday to get cash for their their workers and you know everybody. And so like they felt really comfortable and like some of them, when I would answer the phone, would be like, "Why, Desiree? I feel like I should pay you two ninety nine a minute just to talk to you," or like, "You have a very sexy voice. You should be a phone sex operator." I'm like, "Dude, yeah, you're like, can I help you leave your loan?" Like, because that's what I would do. Would you like your balance? Would you like your balance? <laughs> like the most shrill, like anti. What men absolutely like cringe. How would you like your change? <laughs> just channel their mother. Dear God. Just channel their mother and do that voice. <laughs> it's super sexy for them. Oh, They love it when you do You know, they that. all have mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Did you apply for another job? I know you hate your job. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> totally. So today, I want to talk about adventures in suburbia. You know it. You know behind the white picket fence, there's nothing but horror and dark, deep despair. But we're all smiling through it. (laughs) Do you remember when we were in school and people used to call it the Beverly Hills of Arizona? Oh, God, no. I don't remember that. Because Paradise Valley is much more the Beverly Hills of Arizona, isn't it? That's way more shishy than us. So I used to have that happen a lot. Like, I would go, I was a member of a club that required me to go to, like, state like regional and state competitions and then national competitions and anybody who was especially regional. Well, you got to tell us what club, what club. Oh, it was, I think it was, it was called strive when I was there, but when you were there, it was probably FCCLA. Okay. 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 So like it evolved in multiple names over the years that I got involved with it. And I did that right up until the end of school. And so we would go on especially regional 
competitions Mm -hmm. because those people know the area, right? They know Phoenix and, and all of that. And they'd be like, Oh, you're from Fountain Hills. Remember we were in a, we're in a fucking Taco Bell. Like, dude, we're all eating crappy ass tacos right now. Yeah. (laughs) We're not more special than you. Like I didn't go to the Ritz for tea after the competition. It's a common misconception with the Fountain Hills is that yeah. we're all snooty and stuff. Really, it's more like a bunch of people who like to ride dirt bikes. Yeah. And, and for like, some reason have like 12 dogs. And they're like, how do you live I mean, there? It's so expensive. Like excessive amounts of dogs. How do you live there? It's like, so it's expensive. Just, it's just people who don't like other people. And they yes. like lots of open space and desert. And critters. Yeah. So that's why I there's a lot the of old bobcat in your yard. The Did other you day. see that on Snapchat? <gasps> the bobcat that goes through that, the yard. Like next time, oh, invite me over. I should show you. There's a really majestic video that right before I took that video, this, the bobcat took a big poop <laughs> in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> She was drinking her cocktail when I talked about bobcat shit, but he took a giant dump just right in our front yard and not just in our front yard, like right by the kitchen window where we were eating our dinner. So you we were eating dinner. will look at my shit. And the bobcat was like, this legit is what I think about your house being in the middle of my house. <laughs> this shit right here that I have to give you. <laughs> Well, I told you about my very serious conversation with a scorpion this morning. She she did tell me about this. It was very serious. And and it was a baby scorpion. So I'm pretty sure there's more. You know, because big scorpions carry piles of babies on their back. Piles. Piles. Which are super strong, by the way. For anybody who's listening who's not a desert dweller, dweller the babies are just like, allow me to release all the venom in my body because I don't know any better. <laughs> and they just like hurt. Like like a motherfucker the adults are all rational about it they're like you only need about this much this ought to fuck you up the babies are like everything (laughs) all of it you're just like ow you little asshole god God. scorpions are dicks you guys they are we're not super pleased about that part that's the part yeah see this is the part of living out in the wilderness in a small town is you're surrounded by a lot of critters i had a snake in my house once inside the house in my house and it was a baby coral snake which do live here they're rarely seen but they do live here yeah i found it in my bedroom i moved i have a really irrational fear of snakes that was it that was all you need that was it like i called my landlord and i was like Like i cannot live here it's psychologically damaging (laughs) damaging it's psychologically damaging I really Clearly. want that to be a thing. It's, see, see there's point. the damage right there. That's it. But no, I literally called my landlord. I broke my lease and I moved and I never slept in that house again. That seems rational. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> very, seems like the rational. I response. have a very irrational fear of snakes. <laughs> it would, even if it had been a oh, non- you loved my house growing up. Even if it had been a non-venomous snake- I would have moved. Mm-hmm. Like but all coral snakes, snake is a mean little asshole, though. Yeah, all snakes coral should snakes are rough. Burn in the fire <gasps> pits of hell. No, how dare you? There are a lot of nice snakes. I like a lot of snakes. I kind of like a good king snake. My dad had a lot of snakes when we were growing up. We had a lot of snake pets. The boa yeah. constrictor got loose once when I was in high school in like my freshman biology class. That's chill. I refused to go to class until they found it. <laughs> 
Like, no, so I'm telling you, did my you file fear. that under psychological. I'm surprised you didn't change schools by your previous logic. That was my only class in high school north. Okay. <laughs> no, gotcha. was it junior so high you north? Fi- you could file it away as long as they found the boa constrictor, you'd be all right. Yes. I dated a guy, and this is not like a weird euphemism. This is actually true. I dated a guy with a 10-foot boa. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky It was terrifying. (laughs) No, I actually really liked that snake. She was really pretty. Um, But um, no, she wasn't a boa. Sorry, she was a python, a Burmese python. I'm sure he would be most So, you know, it could swallow you. No big deal. Yeah, you know, or at least a good part of my arm. Well, you're pretty tiny. While I died slowly. Snake could unhinge its... Jaw. It's jaw and just slowly consume. She you thinks as they that do. this ten ten foot long snake could eat me, and I'm a grown woman. That's how small she thinks I am. We're just gonna put that out there. <laughs> okay, well, the snake could probably eat like an appendage, tiny. like an arm or a leg. But then I would just like sort of slowly die as it ate said arm well, or leg, would which would also be terrifying. They do right, exactly. So but you'd be they do it slowly. It consumed you. They do it slowly. <laughs> Because so fresh meat is so much better. It's so disgusting. So the longer they can kind of just paralyze you. Right. Am I helping you with your fear of snakes? You know, <laughs> I, I think my dreams tonight will be... Is this better? So magnificent. I hope you feel so much better right now. I feel safe. Good. I, I feel the, the warmth of your love. When my friends come to my house, I want them to feel really safe. So I find out their deepest, pho- deepest phobia. Then I tell them really scary stories. <laughs> <laughs> So that little phobia. Shop, so little nothing of has horrors. changed since I was twelve. <laughs> nothing has changed. You know what I used to do? I would have girlfriends over and we would watch horror movies like Freddy Krueger and things that I legitimately, as a twelve-year-old, thought were hilarious. But the other girls were terrified. Yeah, they were awesome. And I would creep outside. I would act like I was going to the bathroom, but I would actually go outside the house and I would creep around to the window and then I would scratch the window with your nails. <laughs> you were savage. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. These things do bring out my evil witch cackle. <laughs> they really do. And please remember that while I am terrifying these prepubescent girls, we are in the middle of nowhere. I mean, they're at my house. You know, they're in my home. But our homes are in the middle of nowhere because, you know, there, were, there weren't very many people out here at that time. You know, it was a it was a very new town. That's another thing about Fountain Hills that you have to understand. About it is just now fifty years old we this grew year. Up. Yeah, it's so imagine you know with Desiree and I being the age that we are. Shall, shall we share our ages? I am thirty nine, almost forty, and I am thirty six, thirty seven in the in December. Woohoo! So you can imagine with our ages. Right. That uh, the town being kind of out in the outskirts, being only 50 years old right now, that back when we were growing up, it was pretty vacant in a lot of areas. Like it was pretty open and wild and a lot of dirt roads. When we first Mm -hmm. moved here, I remember a lot of the roads weren't even paved yet. Yeah. So that was another part of living here. I found was like the the growth that happened. And there were no stoplights. Nope. The one stoplight at Shea. Yeah. That's right. There was a stoplight at Shea. That was the only gas station, remember? Circle K. And we really didn't even have that many stop signs. Mm -hmm. Yep. There were only like maybe four or something like that. I remember when they put in the stoplight at Palisades and Fountain Hills Boulevard. Oh, yes. That was such a big deal. We were like, we have one inside of town. (gasps) There's actually. Yeah. We're so big. So sophisticated. We do oh, have the fountain. Like a, the fountain is the our fountain. claim to, th- to fame. Yes. It's a really lame claim to fame. I like that rhyme right there. It is, especially now because like they don't run it even half. Like, Do they even run it at half 
speed anymore? It de- I think it depends on the day and the wind. And the main reason that it depends on the day and the wind is because it is recycled poop water. Yummy. Reclaimed sewage water that they are firing into the air. <laughs> Hundreds of feet into the air. But, so if it's windy, that's not a good idea. But every Thanksgiving, they turn it green. Oh, no, not no, uh, St. Patrick's, Day. Patrick's Day. That would be super oh random God. if it was Thanksgiving. I would love that, though. Oh my I'd God, be like, I like things that make no sense. Thank Can we you. turn it orange just for Thanksgiving? I mean, why not at this point? We're turning it green for St. Patty's Day. Although green seems more like an accurate depiction of what's actually going on inside yeah. the water. Do you remember last St. Patty's Day? What happened? Yes, I do remember. Uh-oh. Yeah. Obviously not this past one because we were all locked inside. But the previous one, we went to the fountain and um because so many people come to the fountain just generally you know it's a big tourist attraction it used to be in the guinness book of world records once upon a time it was the biggest fountain in the world right for a while the tallest fountain in the world and um uh after a while we lost that title but that didn't change the excitement of many many middle american people who are very pumped to come see our fountain when they come to arizona and so a lot of people come from all around the valley and a lot of the snowbirds snowbirds it's a arizona term they live here only when it's warm because they're pussies <laughs> not when it's hot it hurts just when it's warm bones. see there's warm and there's hot and they only live here when it's warm because they suck. Yeah, they they come after the heat leaves. You're so good for the economy, but we also hate you. We also hate you, though. So the snowbirds are all here. Also, because it's March, know how to use a four-way stop. Just what is wrong with you? So it's March, so they're all still here, and this is like one of their last hurrahs before they leave, and everybody's like, "Yay, let's all go spring training, St. Patty's Day. This is the shit they want to do." And they shoot the fountain up in the air, and it's green, and it is windy that day, and you know. Wind be damned, it's St. Patrick's Day, and they've got a couple thousand people in the park, and they're just going to run it anyways, and we are legit all hiding behind food trucks with our children. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, Desiree, because we know, because so we're from the town, and all the people right. who are from they're the town. They're wondering why you're hiding. That's where you know the not Fountain Hills people from the Fountain Hills people, because all the not Fountain Hills people are like, oh, it's just nothing but a sprinkling of water. Allow me to keep taking my Instagram photos, and all the Fountain Hills people are like, run! <laughs> Take your children! <laughs> So it's bad. Poop water. So bad. It's pretty bad. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that there little. There used to be that little spurt. Okay, so there used to be this duck. Ooh. You know, there's ducks there, Ooh. and geese. Unfortunately for the ducks, yes, yes. And I hear that there are koi fish in it now. Yes, yes. People, who, people like to release pets into the fountain. Typical yeah. of any town, small town, lake, or pond. So there was this duck. And I called it, and you're going to get a mental image a little bit, hopefully, in your head. I called him the mutated rooster duck. Oh, okay. Because the water is toxic sludge. It is. Right? Yeah. But this duck legit had a rooster waddle. He had, like, a white, like, he almost looked like a mallard, like, the brown and green on the back, but then, like, had a white head and a waddle like a rooster seems normal and so i called him the mutated rooster duck and i'm pretty sure for several years he lived in that park oh i'm sure i wonder whatever happened to the poor mm-hmm. mutated mr rooster duck Th- there were jokes from when we were children about like when when you watch the simpsons and they have like the three-eyed fish from oh, the yeah, river and all that that we would fountain always Hills. joke when we were children that that was the fish in the lake yeah fountain like every once in a while you see some weird random potentially partially psychosis suffering person Swimming Who's in fishing? It? Oh no, swimming's a whole nother level. But there's also fishing because now you're gonna imbibe that and eat it 
some for some reason. You know, the greatest they have to actually thing. put signs that are like, please don't fish. Yeah, the greatest thing about Fountain Hills Connection, <laughs> which is the, the town f- resident Facebook page in which is like the most awful and yet glorious train wreck Solid ever gold. to follow. Solid gold. <laughs> um, but the other day I saw a post and there was some guy waist deep in Fountain Lake Somebody snapped a picture and put it on Fountain Mills Connection. <laughs> Saw this at the fountain today. Yeah. That's an entertainment for people from Fountain Hills. They're oh like, look God. at this jackass cruising toward town. Thought they'd be safe to go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. What's that? What's that? One of those John Grisham books, you know? You guys want like to suddenly... take bets on how many years till he gets cancer? Let's right. take bets on how many years. So, till he gets so you know, we're in a John Grisham novel all of a sudden, like with a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Exactly. We're not far from that. We're I mean, so thank not. God for the signs, right? Please don't go in the water. I know it's bright green, slightly poop colored, floating with amoebas on the surface. Texture and color is really comforting and inviting to you. But please try not to swim or fish in it. Like, the fuck? That's what I think as a Fountain Hills resident. When I look at it, I think, who comes here and even needs to see the sign? Because who the fuck would even go in that water? Right. That looks like the most uninviting possible water that you could ever... Somebody could tell me, I'll give you $1,000 to get in this water right now without any context. Just looking at the water, I'd be like, no. No. I'm not doing it. Fuck that shit. Oh, your wallet fell in? (laughs) Leave it. Your child fell in? You'll have another one. (laughs) (laughs) You're You're still of childbearing years. Your dog fell in. He's part fish now. Just accept it. <laughs> I mean, I know. I remember you told me that uh, when you came over here for the first time, you drove right past your childhood home on your way here. Right down the street from here. And that's pretty crazy to think. Yeah. And I can remember a lot of the people that lived in the various houses. Yeah. And there's still a lot of people that we know. That live around here. I know uh, Jessica Miller now at Barksdale previously yep. lives right there. And I've told you her boys love to throw pool water. Throw pool water <laughs> on my children from over the wall. Of course, my children love this, by the way. And her boys are polite enough and sweet enough to ask. They'll actually be like, is it cool? Do you guys want us to do this? And our children are like, yay, pool water. It's well, exciting. Because having a pool in Fountain Hills is like. Yeah, we don't have one. So yeah. they're pretty jazzed about that. I have the community pool at my condo complex. That's actually quite a nice little pool. Hey, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a hot tub. I'm glad to have access to my mom's. At least that's a thing. Ooh, hot tub. See, we don't have that at my mom's. Come to my house. I can have up to four guests. (laughs) Noted. Oh, and then, of course, as we all know, Nathan Bell's parents built this house. So a friend of mine, everybody who's listening, a friend of ours from high school's parents built the house that Jeff and I purchased. And we had no idea at the time. We posted pictures on Facebook like, yay, we purchased a home. And he was like, um, that's the house my parents built. <laughs> well, my even my condo complex, despite like when I moved in, I knew like three people that live there. And I was like, oh, hey, look, we're neighbors now. That's cool. Super convenient. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is the theme song for Fountain Hills is 
It's a small world after all. Or like a really it's bad movie tagline of everyone's lived in your house. Yeah, it's very. and I, <laughs> But it is that way, though. Like I told Jeffrey when I first moved here, I was like, you don't even know how many houses in this town I've been in. I've been in that house. I've been in that house. I've been in that house. Like oh, my when gosh. You up here and, you know, you just yeah. you hang out with people. You I've know lived people. in a lot of houses. Families. Well, and then having my, my ex-husband and his family here. Um, his mom now lives in the house that his grandparents, you know, bought in the seventies. Um, but like, I'm like, Oh, your grandmother, I'm telling my daughter, your grandmother used to live there, which coincidentally is right next door to our friend DJ. Of course. <laughs> who also lives next door to my dear friend, Jean. Oh, DJ. You know. There's your small town. It's very small town. And we love DJ. Jeff and I are big DJ fans. So yes. We have to say that. DJ, DJ was in my grade, and he was always very close with Maris, who is another person who will be coming up on the podcast, who I also adore. And, uh, of course, I have to do my shameless plug at this point for Bone Hoss, which is uh, where DJ works. Bone Hoss. Bone Hoss is everything. It is amazing. It is pretty delicious. If anybody, so if you live in Fountain Hills or near Fountain Hills. Or even if you don't live near Fountain Hills. Right. If you see it around because they're getting distributed. Right? Yes. Yeah. I love that I go bone to a house. restaurant and I can be like, I'm getting a Bonehouse beer right now. It's pretty fancy. Pretty If fancy. there were really reasons to go into restaurants right now. Yeah. Fuck yeah, COVID. Wistful sigh. Fuck <sighs> 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 COVID. Fuck COVID indeed. But yes, this is a this was a beautiful beer brewery that everybody should try. And uh, if you are lucky enough to see DJ there when you stop by, um, say hi for Desiree. I now, would tell you to look for the guy awesome. with the beard, but there's two problems with that: yeah, the mask, the <laughs> mask. But then also he has shaved his beard recently. <gasps> oh, and so DJ, yeah, the older guy. Oh, what is his name? Sam. Sam. I think his name is Sam. If it's not Sam, I'm really sorry, Bonehouse, but I do love you. The owner, I believe, is Keith. I ran into him at the post office. (laughs) And I'm standing in line at the post office filling out my stuff. And I look up, and there he is. And I was like, hey, how's it going? Cool. Now I really want a fucking beer. And he says. reminding me about how delicious your beer is with your face. And and you know what he says to me? I appreciate that. He says, I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well that's what happens when you have a damn good product i mean what are you gonna do yeah he, what are you gonna do he's oh, we're lucky i'm glad we have that, that a lot now. that was yes. not like a thing when we grew up there was not like a cool brewery in town it's relatively well not that we were old us. enough <laughs> uh, I, had been a fake, I had a fake id so i, I did not on in there yes. i have never had a fake id in all my life well, that but i also in my defense i had a lot of boyfriends that were musicians and they played songs that were sometimes written about me, and I needed to be there. It was very important that I was there. Oh, I wish somebody would write a song about me. Oh, it's very romantic. I played one for my students today while we were, uh, not like purposely, it just came up on a shuffle while we were all painting. And I was like, I just want you guys all to know that my boyfriend wrote this song about me. And they're like, I can't really hear because it it's like kind of a punk rock song, so you can't hear entirely what he's saying. Super shitty recording. And I was like, you'll get the chorus. And the chorus comes in, he's like, love is hell. Everyone in the room just started laughing. I was like, in case you want to know what it was like to be 
in a relationship with me. <laughs> my goodness. Here's my ex-boyfriend singing about it. <laughs> I I always thought like it would be really and and that brings up an interesting point because I was like it's really nice if somebody writes a song about you, but like what if they're writing a song about you that's like you were the worst human? Yeah, there was a mix. You destroyed their lives. There was a mix. And I want to tell you right now and right here that I was equally flattered by both. (laughs) (laughs) Like the only the only song. about. Oh, did I fuck with you enough to write a song about how much you hate me? That's adorable. You're cute. It's actually kind of hot. Oh, oh, (laughs) human relationships. Oh, dear. Oh, it's like getting off a roller coaster ride, but you're not. It's just the sick part with any of, without any of the fun. <laughs> it's like, and I love. Oh, these. I'm gonna vomit. Was yeah, that don't fun? get me wrong. No. I love these dr- these rides, but it's like the Tower of Terror, where like, okay, so when my daughter was six, I took her to Disneyland for the first time, and I took her on the Tower of Terror, and I was like, don't worry. She's like, mom, It'll it's so fine. scary. She was so terrified, and I was like, it's fine. You're gonna have don't so be much- a pussy. Yeah, pretty much. Don't be a pussy. That's my <laughs> motto. She actually says that to my friend all the time. My best friend. She's like, don't be a pussy. No, she does it because See? it gets a reaction out of him. And like, it's a thing now. But <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole them. thing. And there's, there's, there's animosity, but there's also not. There's it's very so much love, but there's punching. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. But it's my life. Slapping each other or hugging. We don't know. Yes. But these are my two favorite humans. Well, outside of my family. But. Like my two favorite non-family humans, except my daughter is family. Family humans. Oh Not yeah. Fa- Ooh, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. A song? Your daughter is family. <laughs> totally forgot about that. I know, but she's an adult. Thank you for reminding you, me. Here's the thing: it's one big drop. It's gonna be over before you know it. You'll get to the bottom. And you'll want to do it again. What I failed to tell her because I failed to remember is that you drop more than once mm-hmm. in the Tower of Terror. That's how they release the tension on the hydraulic system. Right. So you you Sorry, drop that's the my one nerd time shining right there. really hard and fast, and then you go back up, and it drops again. And my daughter's screaming at me, You told me it you was one dirty drop. liar. You dirtbag. You should have just been like, Hydraulic. She was six. <laughs> you could have gotten just... The dictionary out for her afterwards. She was six. I'm like, I have a, <laughs> I have a dictionary for you. I'll explain how hydraulics work. I've always been a but big proponent of anytime, like time. Anytime there's a drop, drop ride, sweetheart. There's yes. always going to be multiple drops because it would be dangerous just to let people drop like a dead drop. There has to be some kind of tension release. Right. I know. That's the nerd in me. Hashtag that's, science. That's the nerd who worked at a theme park design firm for a couple of years. Hashtag that's that's the Imagineer Indiana shining out right there. She's so beautiful. Oh yeah. I wish we had more time, but we will invite Miss Desiree back and more wine on the podcast with more wine and more pot, and we will talk more about the tea of life. Because I love you. I love you. And I love you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate so much. I had so much fun. See, look at you with your customer service voice. Sounds very soothing. I feel relaxed. Do you? Can I read children's books? Yeah. She'll hang and be taken care of. (laughs) Take care of me, Desiree. Oh, mother you. Hold me against your bosom. (laughs) Yes. Twice. Okay, that's the part where we we go. So I can be held against Desiree's bosom. You don't want to.
Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you guys all for listening. Please tune in next week where I'm going to have another special guest, Mr. John Summers. He's another friend of ours from high school. We also go way back. He and I are going to have a little arty talk. A little arty, arty talk. Artist to artist. He's a very talented DJ uh, and uh, musician in general. So that should be fun. I hope that you guys join us for that. In the meantime, I hope that you take care of yourselves and each other. And please always remember that love always wins. Bye, guys. Thank you.